do you love hosting that show? I mean, it, I, I love it. Women are investigators naturally. So exactly. You're <laughs> exactly. And I'm a Scorpio. So like, I'm naturally nosy. So I have to know, yeah. I have to know everything. I have to look through everything. I'm like sleuthing naturally for my friends. So like, I might as well get paid for it and like do it on TV. Well, guess what? Let me have you snoop. I got a couple of names I'm gonna send you on IG. I need you to go. I can find anything. I promise you. <laughs> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Champions to be a champion, a champion and carry champion and carry champion, a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment, connected with. In a world with vulnerable, considered weak, come and remove the veil from entertainment's elite. It's the difference between what is real and what the public sees. So here's your favorite celebrities behind the scenes. It's refreshing, authentic, the whole story, specific, life altering events to shape the person that you hear. We got a champion and carry champion. Hey girl, you did it. It's the greatest in sports and entertainment connected with us. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion. Hey girl, you did it. Got a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment connected with us. Two questions for you. Why do you love? I got to start with that. I'm surprised that you say you love LA. Don't Obama, tell them. Perhaps the East Coast. <laughs> Don't tell them. Why? Why? I'm still, I'm Why can't we tell to, them? You know, claim my New Yorker like blood that was injected into me. I, you know, so I grew up in Maryland, mm-hmm. in Potomac, Maryland, um, Montgomery County, and I moved to New York when I was 17. Mm-hmm. And so I really feel like I became a woman in New York. I I moved to LA when I was 25. So I feel like New York kind of helped me grow up. And then I needed a change because as you know, in hosting and entertainment, like everything is in LA. And, you know, in order to be Mm. in this world, I knew that I had to make a serious change that was going to, you know, it, it, really threw me for a loop because I never thought that I would ever live in LA. I used to be the person to be like, FLA, I will never move to LA. LA is for fakes, blah, blah, blah. And then I moved here and I was like, what was I talking about? I love it. <laughs> it's like, what is wrong with me? I love it. I love it. Places. I love it. I'm like, yeah. the palm trees, like what's that <laughs> to like? I feel like as a, you know, a New Yorker, I still consider myself to be one. Yeah. You know, you're taught to despise LA because it, 
it's just kind of like the antithesis Why? of what New York is. New York is like really fast paced and, you know, always go, go, go. You won't see someone not working. So there's like always this feeling of I'm not doing enough and I need to be doing more where LA is a little bit more relaxed in that sense. People are still working and moving and like doing things, but not with the uh, crazy rabid energy that New York has for sure. Um, but I also realized that like, that's not life. Like that's not living. If you're no, it's not fair to yourself. So I was like, I'm happy to be here. Okay. (laughs) I love it here. I actually think that's a great idea. I love New York. I I don't, we aren't taught to hate New York. I like New York only when the weather is good. That's the only thing I like New York. Otherwise I feel like I would, I mean, I feel like my, my career would deserve a turn there. So when you say you came here for your career, I think that's interesting because I grew up here and I want to know what you think in terms of when you, when you, when you become a part of the community in in, in California, especially being from the East coast, Potomac, Maryland, um, and then living in New York, when you become a part of the community, the culture, what is, what happens to your body? What happens to your spirit? My shoulders are way lower than they used to be. I used to be like (laughs) up here, like my shoulders were next to my earlobes. And now I feel like I can breathe. Like I, I just feel like I can relax. I think in New York, you know, you always have this sense of going somewhere. So you never actually, it's very rare. I can probably count on one hand, the amount of times that I actually looked up and looked around and felt like, wow, I'm here. Like I'm, I'm here, I'm present here. You know, if I'm driving on the highway, I honestly don't mind being stuck in traffic because I can look around and see the scenery and I can see the Valley and I can see the palm trees. And I'm like, I'm here, I'm present. And I, I have that feeling more often here than I did when I was in New York. And it could just be where I was in my life at that time. I was like moving, moving, moving. And I still feel like I am here, but just at a different, at my own pace, not at the pace and energy of everyone that I'm surrounded by on a regular basis, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it really does. I'd like to focus on that word present and being here. Um, By way of background, you became known to many of us through the pageant world. How, how is that world for a black woman in terms of a loaded question? (laughs) In terms of everything. And and, and honestly being present, the question is essentially, can you be present? When you're constantly being mm-hmm. told what you're not and who you are mm-hmm. and it's in your wear it. question. Honestly, so the part one of that, how is pageantry as a black woman? It's definitely changed a lot for the better. Um, and it took a really long time to get there. So when I won Miss Maryland Teen USA, that was in 2010. And then you go off to the national pageant, which was Miss Teen USA 2010. And I was crowned. I was the first black Miss Maryland Teen USA and first black Miss Teen USA in a decade. So a decade is a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it when you're like living, but it, it's a long time. I was 16, 17 at the time. And the last time a black woman won, I was six or seven years old. Like that's crazy to think about. Um, so when I won, crazy, you know, not just being a black woman, but being a black woman with curves, it was 
a mm-hmm. very difficult thing trying to explain to people in the pageant community that I was deserving of the title. And I think that as Black women, we have to prove ourselves all the time in every aspect of everything, um, which is unfortunate. But, yeah. you know, I'm a lighter skinned Black woman. I had to explain why and by explaining, I don't mean by my words, but like by my actions as to why I deserve to be considered the first Black Miss Teen USA in 10 years. Because I was hearing she's not Black enough to be considered that. She doesn't She doesn't represent like the normal Black woman. I'm like, what? what is that? <laughs> I don't know if I can curse on here, but I'm trying to refrain. <laughs> like, okay, perfect. But you I was can. like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, yes, what is that yeah, supposed yes. to mean? And then- yeah you know, on top of that, having curves and, you know, at the time to compete on the national stage, it's kind of like an unspoken, you have to be down to size. You have to be at your leanest, most possible shape that you can possibly be like not a string of fat can be on you. And I'm a Jamaican girl. I'm definitely, I have, you know, cellulite and curves and I'm proud of it. But at the time it was something that it was like, okay, how, how much can we get her down? How much, like, how much can we slim her out? How, like, where can we kind of shave off the, the, the womanly body that she has at 17 and, you know, competing next mm-hmm. to girls who are naturally a size zero, double zero, you know, I'm 17 years old at the time and the youngest contestant is 14. So I'm, you know, looking like a woman, I'm a woman, and I'm a woman. Next yeah. to a girl, like a, a, a middle school girl, basically. Um, that is difficult standing next to someone on stage in a bikini and you clearly have different body types and it should be something that's celebrated. But instead I faced a lot of backlash from pageant fans in the community. They have these pageant boards where people can kind of write whatever they want about you for as long as they want. They probably talk about me right now, the second talking shit, of course, you know, that's, that's something that I'm always going to have to deal with, but those people, they were like, she's obese. Look at her. She's fat. Like look at her compared to the girl next to her who was literally 15 and, and not even the size of my thigh. So it was definitely a lot, but I come from such a strong family. My mom is such a strong woman. I am lucky to have a team of people, my family, that were constantly encouraging me. I never felt that there's pressure, but I never felt less than the girl who was next to me. That was never something that I ever thought about. I, I always felt that I was deserving of the title, regardless of what anyone said. And because I wasn't a part of the pageant community, that was my first pageant. I had never watched pageants before. I didn't know what was going on. I think I, was, I wasn't I was as kind of tapped into the negative side of who was watching me and what they were saying. Every time I, like, I hear you tell this story and I've read this story and I just think, look at God. Like what's for <laughs> you is for you. Yes, amen. Like, that's, all, that's all you think. Like for me. That's all I think when I hear that story and, and, and everything had to happen when it was supposed to happen. Yeah. Um, I've been focusing on something that I think that we don't talk about very comfortably because of the pandemic. What trauma did that cause for you? I, I couldn't imagine. Yes, I can, but in a different way, um, being constantly compared to someone for their size and in a mm-hmm. world we celebrate zero and what in a traditional look of beauty, Every woman already has body issues. I don't care if her body's perfect. She's like, look at this cellulite right here. Look at this. Yeah. yeah. We all have our insecurities for sure. 
how are you, how are you healing? How are you dealing with that? Well, when mm-hmm. there's still trauma, there's still, it's, that's, it still sits in your spirit. I don't care how strong you are. Oh yeah. And even after I gave up my title, I listen, I've seen it all. I have seen it literally all of it. I was on a KKK website mm. on the front page. They superimposed my face in my crowning picture on mm. an ape and wrote all these crazy, horrible things about myself and my family and other black contestants that were then going to be competing because of the fact that I had won. It kind of opened the door for more black girls to be crowned because at the time only two black girls would compete on the national stage. And that was like another unspoken thing in addition to size. So, you know, at at the time, I'm just thinking these people are insane. They're out of their minds. Like they're focused on the wrong things. And I've, I've always had a thick skin and this definitely because I was bullied when I was younger. I I've developed this thick skin over the years, but it doesn't mean that it's not affecting me in any kind of way. So now as an adult, I'm 28. I just started therapy a few months ago. I'm so happy to be in it. And something that my therapist and I talk about is the masks, the masks that I've had to wear pretty much since I was a teenager. Like there's always this, you know, kind of barrier that I had to create between myself and those people because people are hateful and there's plenty of hate out there, but Um, And, you know, now even working as a TV host and I'm on a show that airs every single week, I open myself up again to people Mm. having things to say. So it's, I feel like when you live a public life or even just posting anything on social media and you have a public page, you open yourself up to critique and judgment and whatever it might be on their minds that day. But I can't focus on that. Like Mm. I can only focus on the people who love me and the love always outweighs the hate, (laughs) like no matter what. But um, for some reason, those hateful comments seem to scream louder than all of the the really positive, like lovely ones. And I wish it wasn't so, but you know, you could have 90 beautiful comments from people around the world saying that they love you. And that one comment talking about your thighs, you'll be like, "Ah, I can't believe they would. (laughs) can't believe they came on my page because I just would never do something like that but there's people there's a lot of hurt people out there so yeah I you look you you preach into the choir yeah that when people I don't get mad anymore I'm very used to it but when I first Mm -hmm. started in the business it hurt my feelings a lot like a lot like I I couldn't eat like I dwindled down. I was, I, I literally was like consumed with social media just to see who said they hated me. It was, it yeah. was an obsession. And while um, years later, I don't care. I do believe it's affected me and, and makes me think twice whether I share or post or what I decide to share and post. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that way about your personal life? Do you, have you been able to find the balance as you enter this TV arena not because there's a different arena, right? You leave the pageant world and now you're a host and you are working in a world in which you are, you know, you are moving the needle. You are driving the conversation. You are holding the stage. Do How do you balance what you share and what you don't share? Well, I think, so after leaving the pageant world, I went 
into the modeling world fairly soon after. And I remember that being more of a point of what am I going to share? Because I signed with Jag Models, who I'm still with, and it's an agency that's inclusive of all sizes. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a size zero anymore. Now I'm like a eight, then moved on to a 10. And I'm modeling in those spaces. And I remember being way more consumed at that time of like, okay, if I post this photo, then the pageant boards are going to pick this up and they're going to post it. And they're going to be like, look how fat she's gotten. She's like, even though I'm making money, I'm making the most money probably out of uh, straight size models because the the curve industry is popping, like booming. Mm -hmm. And anytime I go up uh, in size, I get more clients. I'm booking Macy's campaigns. I'm booking Lord and Taylor. I'm like on, I'm on every single e-commerce website. These people can't even shop without seeing my face, but still I was like, okay, if I post that I'm modeling for, you know, this client, which is like a a plus size, technically, even though I hate that word, a plus size retailer, this is going to go everywhere. And they're going to talk shit about me. And I'm going to have to deal with that. And Mm -hmm it finally got to the point where I was like, bitch, who cares? Like you're making money, you're making money and you're doing the thing and you're inspiring so many other girls Mm -hmm. who don't look like that. You don't even look like that. Like that is not even who you are. Like when I look back at photos from that time, I'm just like, who is that? Who Mm -hmm. is that girl? Because not because I, who I am as a person is different, because I think I've always been, you know, a good person, but what I look like is not at all representative of, of who I am. And it was what I had to do to get to where I needed to go. And I did it. That's it. But it it was a means to an end, but it's Mm. not, I don't identify with that look. And there are plenty of other women out there who don't identify with that look either. And even still today, I'm able to create a following and a support system of other people in general who don't fit whatever mold society says that people who are in the public eye or in the media need to look like. And I'm happy about that. So even now, like as a host, I do think about what I post just in the sense of now these days, it's more like, is this like, who does this benefit? Like, Mm -hmm. why am I posting this selfie? Is this actually, by the way, that's a great, great, great way to look at it. Why am I posting this? Because if you know why you're posting it, if it has nothing to do with work or if it does have something, why am I posting it? Like sometimes it's it's mandatory, right? (laughs) Yeah. But then other times it's like, why am I posting this? And if you ask, if you can answer that question authentically, then do your thing. Right. But there are times right. when I'm like about to post and I'm like, nobody cares about this. This is so stupid. Like I can't even come up with a caption. And sometimes I'll put in my caption. I don't have a caption for this. I just thought I looked cute. And like, that'll be it. But like, instead of trying, I feel like there's so many people who are trying to sell you some perfect dream of who they are as a person. And if I feel like crap that day, I'm not going to be over here posting Mm -hmm. cute pictures of me frolicking on the beach and pretending like everything's fine. Because my Insta story, by the way, is going to tell you the real story of what I'm going through, which is that I'm PMSing, I'm having hot flashes, which is literally currently what I'm going through. So (laughs) like me posting some like sexy picture in a bikini is not realistic. It's not realistic and it doesn't correlate. Um, I, I like that idea. And you know what I, I, this, this is so funny. And this is for folks who are listening. I don't hear nothing about 
I don't want people posting from like five months ago. I don't like they're currently doing that. That makes me sick too. Yeah. I feel like yes. I, and I said this on so many occasions. Social media is such a lot. Like people don't understand what the real point of that is. And yes, mm-hmm. we all post to be cute. Like don't don't get yeah, okay. Let me if you like. So let me put this up here. But right. at the end of the day, I really want to tell you that I'm winning in life and that yes. I have people around me who support me and I'm I'm trying to be a better human. And you said something to me that I think is probably the most inspiring thing that I've heard. I mean, everything you've said has been inspiring, but I, I love when you said you hate the word plus size. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if I can, and if we could abolish that in an American vernacular, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Like everyone has these, everyone's coming up. The lexicon's different. Everyone yeah. has a new word for everything. Now you certain words you can't say, and I'm not getting into it, but they're like, no, this is the new word for it now. Yes. So, yes. so tell me why you hate that word. I just, you know, even obviously like fashion likes to create categories. So you have straight size, you have plus size, you have runway, you have, and like runway and straight size are different. And it's, it's just like so much nonsense to say the same thing, which is, this is a working model that looks great. Wears the clothes great. Does their job great. That's it. I don't, a model is a model to me, but I, The reason why I have an issue with saying plus size versus saying straight size is plus size to me, in my mind, and there are a lot of people who are curvy, who fully embrace fat plus all those, they love those terms and they, they consider them to be terms of endearment for me personally, plus size in my head says extra like unwanted extras. Oh. And to me, it's and well, plus could be considered, oh, well, it's like an additional, but to me, it's kind of like an extra. Like you're you're too much of something. And I don't like that because I'm just fine where I'm at and I'm just right exactly how I am. So I don't need so if they <laughs> a had term. If they had to give it a new term, what would it be? Nothing? What would you you could say curve. Like, I mean, there's, there's a clear difference between a Carly Kloss and an Ashley Graham. Like they, they look different, but they're both paid working models, making plenty of money doing incredible work. Mm -hmm. So like a model is a model, but if you're going to categorize it, I think, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying this is a runway model and this is a curve model, Mm -hmm. but plus size to me, like even just when you're, when you think about shopping, when you think about where the plus size section is in the store compared to where everything else is, it's kind of in the back, in the dark corner, collecting dust. Put my stuff in front. Right, exactly. The sizes are in a bikini with all the people. Go ahead. Right. With the mannequins. Yes. The other mannequins. Yes. But no, they're like in a corner or like upstairs in the back by yeah. the by the back stock i'm like no 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 no. <laughs> like okay, that's so, not where we're meant to be so you already know what your what your calling is right do you lean in <laughs> <laughs> because I, this just, the, I i am i swear to god i'm I, I have intuition and i figured this and i don't care if you think you're not doing this but this is what i see you doing changing that world i would love to 
Like literally <laughs> the way that we have people protesting for Black Lives Matter, you're changing the vernacular. It's new. There are certain words we can no longer use towards people when we are addressing people. You can no longer say plus size, it's curvy. And guess yeah. what? I walk in there, I better see a curvy model at the front right next to the thin model. And uh, my clothes better be in the front with well, with good lighting. I mm -hmm. can see you creating an entire campaign dedicated just to that and making it just as politically correct. Like, cause that's what it should be. Like, honestly. Yeah. Like I, I feel word. that's literally how I feel. And also because, you know, not for nothing, I'm a size eight, 10 still. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's a slap in the face for me to be considered in the same category. It's a slap in the face to women who are size 18, 20 to have to shop. And they see me modeling clothes that are meant for them. Like I, I just, as a model, it, I felt, I felt like I was deceiving people by modeling in a world where like I'm having to wear padding to look bigger, to appeal to women who are the national average in size, which is 16 and up. I, something about it just rubbed me the wrong way. I'm yeah, all about authenticity. Let's normalize the sizes and size exactly. to six is where we should live. Exactly. I, I'm with you. Let's normalize what we are. Exactly. Like, let's bring that back. And, and let way. people feel good about shopping because I don't think a, a woman who's a size 20 should not have to buy a shirt that is on me. She should be able to buy a shirt that is on a woman who is a size 20 where she can see exactly what it's going to look like on her. I, I don't, I'm not here for like this deceiving fashion industry that's always trying to make things look like one thing when it's not I don't even like shopping as a size 10 and I'm shopping on a girl who's a size double zero and I'm like <laughs> what and that's and I mean guys that's a whole nother about body issues like for yes. women in general we could talk about that all day because I can mm -hmm. I could join in and say some stuff and I was and someone who's listening is like both of you guys just be quiet everybody yeah. you know right because some people are about, fine with it yeah and it, well or it's about perspective. Some mm -hmm. people are very comfortable in their own skin or some people wish they could be in your skin and think, gosh, she's so small. Like it really, like mm -hmm. from the like, yes, I am upset that you are considered a curvy model. You're so skinny. Like, you yeah. know, or, so I think I hate how we, the, the labels in general are unfortunate. And if we move into a world where we, where we really didn't put so much stock in labels, we, we'd be better. I, um, I think, I think that you're amazing. And I've already said that. You. I, oh my God. I would love to do like a rapid fire with you if that's okay. Oh my God. I love rapid fire. Do you but really? I'm afraid. I'm afraid one might come out of my mouth, but I love rapid fire. Okay. Well, we won't, we won't. And by the way, just so you know, I, you know, she has said this, ladies and gentlemen, she's the host of Catfish. We love Catfish. It's been on for a while. And how long have you been hosting for the beginning of this year? Two years? Well, how long has it been? It has been. I think two solid years of me being the permanent co-host. Yeah. A permanent co -host. Okay. So first of all, the things that you post on her IG, you guys have to follow her on her Instagram. I'm locked in just by the, the teases. Who cut those damn teases? Don't answer oh, that. But I'm like, I'm like, what? What? <laughs> They're so he good. Did, what happened next? You know, like, I, I, by the way, I mean, it's not like we don't know what's going to happen, but we're right. still like, what? <laughs> right. It was true. I mean, you never, honestly, I don't expect, I come in with zero expectations. Zero expectations. Really? I can't. I can't.
Every champion and carry champions to be a champion, a champion and carry champion and carry champion, a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment connected with. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion. That girl, you did it. Got a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment. Get naked with do you remember that song? This has nothing to do with what we were talking about. But Sean had a song called um, um, These Girls Be Doing Research. Uh-huh. I yep. And I was like, mm-hmm. it, it is a fact. Yes. What time and exactly and how and when they- <laughs> what they were wearing, who they were with, um, latitude, longitude. I can find it and I will. And I always do. I had a girlfriend one time 
she was at her boyfriend's house. They were, he was knocked out sleeping and something wasn't feeling right. You talking about somebody mm. doing some research. She grabbed his phone, unplugged it. She pretended and she put his finger on the iPhone. Yeah. Uh-huh. Home button to, to, to reveal what's been going on. I was like, don't do it. I did was she like, find something? Of course she did. You, if you find something, you look, you can look, you can find something. You always will. I was like, you are a hardcore investigator. I was like, I would, I would be terrified yeah. that he would wake up mid like finger point. Like, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> See, but she's better than me for actually finding proof. Cause I'm the type to say that I have proof. Even if I have nothing, <laughs> I will say, I will be like, no, I already know. And I know exactly who you, you could try to fool me if you want, but I already know exactly who you were talking to. I know exactly oh, just who tell she me. is. Yeah. <laughs> so you might as well just come out and say it. And then that's how I find out everything I need to know. <laughs> and you're dealing with some good guys. Cause I, I don't, I don't listen. I tried that before. They just poker. I'm <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, deny, 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 deny. <laughs> Never. Um, okay. Rapid fire. Okay. Your dream, your dream car. Ooh, a Range Rover white with a tan interior. Have you thought about it? Yes. plenty of time (laughs) every day every day I have a jeep right now and I love her but like you know I really want like my mom car eventually right right. um your dream vacation home where would it be I have to say I love Cabo Mm -hmm. I've been to Cabo like three times recently and I'm going back again in two weeks and I love it there okay your dream wedding scenario, if you want to get married. Oh, yes, of course. Well, I have a whole entire uh, folder on Instagram that can tell you exactly <laughs> what I want for my invitations, for my gown, for my bridesmaids, everything. Um, but are we talking about venue? Yeah. I'm venue. still debating an outdoor venue. I sweat a lot. Uh-huh. So I don't know if I want to be inside or outside or a combination of the two. Uh-huh. Um, but I do know that I want it to be stunning. Everything has to be stunning. I have my colors, blush, like an ivory cream. Blush and bashful? I, I okay. mean, like, yes, exactly. <laughs> like a, a nice romantic tone, but my boyfriend really loves blue. So okay. I'm thinking about possibly okay. incorporating some kind of navy. I know it's not rapid fire, but that's, that's where yeah, we're <laughs> And gold. <laughs> I don't mind. Get to the details. Because uh-huh. I think you, yeah, you're like, girl, have I thought about it? Oh, my, it's a folder yes. waiting. Don't know. You said rapid fire, but hold on. Yes. Okay. I got the engagement ring in my mind. Everything. <laughs> I know exactly. Exactly. And I have to pick the engagement ring. I love you for your honesty. Because <laughs> girls like, I don't really think about it. Whatever he wants. Oh, no, no, no. No, 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 no. I've been thinking about it. And also, like, <laughs> I told my boyfriend the other day, because we were talking about wedding planning. And I was like, you know, the groom is interchangeable. The plans are still the same, but I love you. <laughs> but the plans are the plans. So if you can't make it, that's cool. Your dream job. <laughs> exactly what I'm doing, but just expanding on it more. So I want to be the person who, when you walk into Target, you see my face in the baby section. I have a section in the cookware. I have a section in the beauty section. I have a section like literally all over the place. That's what I want to yeah. do. Yeah, conglomerate. Exactly. Yeah, you want to, yeah, we're building this enterprise, this dynasty. Yes. I like it. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Your dream for the country in which we live in. Oh, Lord. See, that's not rapid fire. That's, uh, 
<laughs> That's a deep cut. Um, God, can we start with the most basic thing? I would love for everyone to be able to prioritize their health um, and be able to do that without an added cost. So I'm all for, you know, a free healthcare system that actually works and operates. And specifically in Los Angeles, from what I've seen, our homelessness population is, it's really, really upsetting to see there. You can't drive down one block without seeing people who, you know, really, really need help and I think in talking about creating systems where we can have more um, people and facilities put in place to be able to help people who are struggling with mental illness and homelessness, I think that we need more of that. Um, there's so, oh God, <laughs> there's so many things. There's so many things. I would love to see Black people not being um, murdered by police officers. I would love to see um, Black and Brown people of color, indigenous people not being um, discriminated against for any reason. Um, I would like to be able to wear my hair however I wanna wear it and not think about it. Even if I'm at uh, Neiman Marcus, Right. I would love to not have to think that I have to put on my best jewels and bag to go shopping it, without uh, being followed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things that I would love, but you you essentially are like, I want equality in every aspect, yes, of, in every institution, in every aspect of this country that we live in. And I yes. think that's I think that's beautiful. I think yes. that's absolutely beautiful. That's and, your heart. Yeah. And I would love for people to be more understanding of LGBTQIA plus issues mm -hmm. and open and I just want people to not be so stuck in what they know to be true because it's their personal experience and broaden their minds and open themselves up to the idea that there are other people that are, exist in this world outside of you. <laughs> so it's, it seems like it's an easy thing to do, but some people are so stuck in their ways and in their own world that they they never leave their bubble to consider the way that other people are living and I'm an empath at heart so I just naturally feel it's like even if I'm driving down the street I will see other cars and be like I wonder what they're going through like there's just so many people with so many emotions who are dealing with so many things and I think that it's important to just consider that and like have empathy for people, even when they're acting crazy out in the streets, you know, it's easy to look and stare and laugh, but like, these are people who are having human experiences also, and we never know what people are going through. That's my Ted talk. <laughs> I'm not, no, honestly, I'm not being funny. I was like, I just love her. I love your heart. Thank you. And I hope that I don't, I, I hope that it comes through. I don't, I'm, I'm a big fan of just letting the person be the person. And I didn't, you and I have never interacted, but I could tell that you have a good soul and you've been in LA for how many years? Three. And they Almost haven't three. turned you? I know. Yay! I know. <laughs> if New York didn't turn me, New York should have made me like, you know, I would be stepping over people on the street and not even paying attention to anybody. But you know what? I think New York gets a bad rep in that sense because no, in New York, think, yeah. it's literally like 
yeah, life I, or death. You can't yeah. be looking anybody strange in the eye late night on the subway, you know? <laughs> Here right. I have more time to observe. I have more time to look around. Yeah, and be safe with it. I'm trying exactly. To, what can you tell us before we go, what projects you're working on? Anything that you want to tell us or no? Yes. Okay, good. I Well, I teased it on my page, but I, I've been like keeping it a secret on Instagram, but telling it everywhere else. I have a podcast that I'm launching. Hey, I'm a be you. Uh, you got your girl. You're going to be you and you're going to be killing it. Tell me the name of the podcast. <laughs> it's called relationship. And it's basically about, yes, relationships, the good, bad, and the shitty, because we all have them and, but not just romantic relationships. Yes. Um, it's an advice podcast. That's going to focus on all relationships. So coworker relationships, roommates, family dynamics and, you know, different things that we all go through. I can't tell you how many times during the pandemic I have DM conversations with people all the time who are like, I'm dealing with this, especially during the new wave of Black Lives Matter. I got a lot of, you know, white girls and guys, everybody in my DMs being like, I'm trying to talk to my racist uncle about Black Lives Matter. It's, it's getting so frustrating. What do I do? And like, I'm coaching these people through these conversations and, you know, while that's more of a serious topic, I want to talk about things like how to deal with, you know, your coworker that is constantly up your butt about hanging out and going to happy hour and you know damn well you don't want to hang out with her. Yeah. Or, you know, your roommate. Well, what about who, if you have a producer named Tribble who is mean? Well, how do you- Perfect. Do you- <laughs> I- <laughs> that's I'm a sorry. Great question. You're okay. Have to write it. <laughs> No, I'm going. Can you have me as a guest? Because I, I really, yes. I got to work on that. Thank you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so that's but that's what I want to talk about because you know, we often like romantic relationships are great, but when I found out that you are more likely to have your best friend outlive your spouse, I was like, mm -hmm. these are the relationships that we also need to make sure that we're cultivating and working on. And if they have to go, then they have to go. And like, that also needs to be discussed because I've dropped plenty of friends in my life um, for good and bad reasons. And, you know, sometimes you need help with, when you're in a situation, you need help trying to navigate through it. And I'm happy to give my real raw, honest advice. So I'm really, really excited you are wise. about that. You are really you. wise, wise beyond your years, beautiful oh. inside and out. I mean, so are you. stunning. I don't know if you guys listen, follow my boo <laughs> on Instagram, Cami Crawford. She's stunning. And oh. I thank you for blessing us with your beautiful soul. I mean, you thank make you. you. I wish that we could keep talking for the rest of the day. Girl, I could talk to you for two hours and that'd be like, yes. you know what, Carrie? You know, we only do 45 minute podcasts. Yes. <laughs>
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine.